One more time. Welcome back for another thrilling episode of Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Uh, today is Sunday, August 13th, 2017. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio, or you can write into the mailbag, uh, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. And I have been a lifelong Seattle light uh, living here in the Pacific Northwest, and I cannot remember a time where more people were excited to actually have some rain. Uh, the last couple months, it's been uh, very dry. We recently set a record uh, for no measurable rain, and it rained this morning, and it was nice uh, just being out. The uh, The air was clean. It was fresh. Um, it's not too hot today. It's, uh, it's just right. Plus, I'm glad to be rid of all that smoke that we've had wafting down from uh, some wildfires up in British Columbia. Um, it's uh, it, it's I don't know. It just feels like a fresh new day. Kind of kind of like how August is supposed to be, I suppose. Um, I've got a I've got a lot of stuff to go over, and I'm gonna try to get through it relatively quick because today is the first preseason football game for my Seattle Seahawks. So I'm gonna try to get out of here as quick as I can. But I did want to make sure and have a new episode for you uh, this week. Got a, a bag of mixed nuts. I have uh, uh, the brand new single from his latest album from MC. Lars. Plus, I'm going to talk about the Dark Tower a little bit. Uh, But first... I just want to thank everybody that's been uh, listening and downloading to the show recently. I was looking at some uh, listens and downloads, and the numbers seem to be pretty much the same from uh, my uh, KGRG radio show. So I really appreciate you sticking around with me and uh, continuing to listen. Um, another shout out I wanted to give out this week is to the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast with uh, uh, with. Paul and Wayne, uh, they uh, they do this awesome show out of Australia, where basically it's it's in the title. They count down um, awesome TV and movies, so you don't have to. But um, I wanted to give them a shout out because in their last several episodes, they've been giving me shout outs. Um, basically, because <laughs> I have this thing. Okay, so um, anybody that's been following me knows that my favorite movie of all time, unironically, without irony, is nineteen. 1986's Transformers the Movie, which uh, incidentally just had its uh, 31st anniversary uh, this last week on um, August 8th, uh, a day after my podcast dropped, and I can't believe I missed out on that. But anyhow... um uh, so every time that they put out on Twitter uh, suggestions for different countdowns, like whether it's best animated movie or best movie under 90 minutes, or uh, most recently uh, they did an episode on most memorable deaths, uh, death scenes in movies, and I've uh, I have suggested time and time again Transformers the movie because uh, ironically enough it, it it fits the criteria um, that they were 
were looking for, and uh, they've they've been really good sports about it. Um, you know, it seems like I, I've uh, uh, stricken up a pretty good friendship with uh, Paul out on Twitter um, at uh, at the Countdown PC and uh, Wayne, the uh, the loose cannon co-host of the show, um, uh, seems to be picking up what I'm putting down also. Um, and yeah, I, I'm down to get a room with Wayne anytime. Anytime, all ding dong day. Um, I also uh, uh, that leads into a shout out. I want to give a shout out to anybody out on Twitter using hashtag Potter and Family. Um, I've been uh, uh, using that for a while now, and much like with um, the listens and downloads for uh, this new show, Mike Seibert Radio, kind of uh, evolving from my old uh, KGRG radio show, um, the support from the family continues. Like um, my. Um, uh, uh, pinned profile post. Uh, my uh, my pinned tweet from uh, last week got something like seventy seven retweets, uh, something like that, and that's actually a pretty decent return. Um, I I probably did about a hundred or so um, uh, to kind of get that, but um, again, still really uh, appreciate the support out there on Twitter. And if you're looking for awesome DIY podcasts to listen to, definitely click on hashtag Potter and Family out there on Twitter. Which leads me into my next shout out. Uh, this for Eric Mannix of the Out of the Fridge podcast, as well as a few other shows that he does. But um, he's uh, he's been constantly uh, tweeting and retweeting about my stuff and giving uh, the support out there as well. And at some point, I'm going to reach out to him soon. So uh, Mannix, if you're listening, look for an email sometime in the near future um, to see if maybe we can uh, do something together, like uh, you know, like uh, maybe do I don't know like like a one-off show just talking about stuff and things um, but yeah no um, uh, Mannix really cool dude um, uh, hit it off with him on uh, Twitter um, again just supporting each other's shows and I've uh, I almost said I, I've met him a couple times but I think it was just uh, um, just the once at Emerald City Comic Con but anyway really really cool dude and check out the out of the fridge podcast it's a uh, um, it, it's a really cool comics podcast that has a um, perspective that I think is missing from a lot of comics podcasts, so um, definitely worth uh, checking out there. Um, my last shout out for this week goes out to my girl Dave, um, Dave Sanders, my uh, uh, one of my old buddies from KGRG, um, sent me a um, uh, a picture of a flag. You know, you you know the the uh, "Don't Tread on Me" flag where it's the coiled up snake. He um, he sent me a variation of that. It's a coiled up garden hose, and instead of "Don't tread on me," it says "Get off my lawn," which I uh, th- that made my day. Um, I I just thought that that was uh, uh, really really cool and uh, very thoughtful because um, I I'm a huge grump. And if you want to hear your name during the show, because honestly, that's one of the coolest things about doing a show and one of the main things that got me interested in radio to begin with, you know, uh, drop me a line at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com or at MikeSybertRadio on Twitter. Um, Coming up after the break... Mrs. Mad and I tried to find an even louder happy hour than we did last week to talk about The Dark Tower, that, and the new single from MC Lars. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
Hey, this is Andrea from The Mixtape, which you can catch every Tuesday from 4 to 7. We play all the classic alternative from the late 80s to early 2000s, just like our sister station, KGRG1. We're all about music and comedy, and we've created a new segment that combines both. We pick a song with interesting lyrics that we take turns reading aloud, like the poetry it is. But, of course, it's a bunch of BS that we can't take seriously. Here's a clip. What song do we have, Mickey? We <laughs> are going to be dissecting Summer Girls by LFO, my darling. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. The classic. Yes, by LFO. And so, we first start with um, New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Interesting that he feels the need <laughs> to know. It's really hard to take this seriously. <laughs> All right, I'll take it from here. Thank you. Thank so, you. um, yeah. New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when the girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. So, um... <laughs> as, like- we, as, we, as we know from our English classes, yes, repeti- yes. repetition is a tool that it many... Is poets use to create emphasis yes we really want to be sure that we know that the girls stop by not in the fall or winter no 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 but the summer (laughs) (laughs) if you want to join us for more laughs and more classic alternative tune in every tuesday night from four to seven on kgrg 89.9 fm And if you have a podcast or radio show that you'd like to promote here, send your MP3 to MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The Dark Tower is not a good movie, uh, but my wife and I saw it anyway. In fact, we um, um, our our local theater. It's a um, Cinemark, and they have the luxury uh, reclining seats, and they have um, an XD screen. So we uh, we actually saw this in XD, which means it's you know kind of not quite an IMAX level screen, but pretty close, and it's not too bad with uh, with the uh, plushy seats. Um, I don't remember. Remember if I mentioned it uh, last week, but um, when we saw Atomic Blonde, they gave us these uh, these cool cheap souvenir uh, sunglasses. Um, you know, kind of modeled on some classic Ray Bans, and and uh, uh, Charlie Theron's uh, character actually has a, a similar pair of glasses that she wears in the movie. Thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, the only reason why we paid the extra couple bucks was because that was the more convenient time. Um, but anyway, uh, um, after the movie, we took in. Some happy hour and talked about the movie. Um, also, I'm pretty sure we get into some spoilers, so if you need to avoid that, uh, jump to the time code in the show notes. This is After the Movie with Mr. and Mrs. Mad. Oh, yeah, and you should go back and, and uh, listen to the audio from the last one because it's just, it's just muddled garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, and I thought I was going to, like, process the audio and, you know, make it a little smoother and better. No, everything I did just made it worse. 
because like what it would do is like enhance like all of the background stuff so the stuff that was like already loud in the background was suddenly as loud as we were and I'm just like well this is just garbage so then I posted it anyway <laughs> like what oh wow what are you getting? I'm gonna get a guacamole bacon burger. What'd you settle on? I think I'm gonna try the crispy chicken. What? Crispy chicken? Wait a sec. Are you getting a crispy chicken sandwich? Gotta go for something different. Also, crispy chicken sandwich. Cheers. Cheers. So, what'd you think of the movie? I don't know. Um, I like that it was short, and I like the actual gunslinging stuff. I'm a sucker for that stuff, um, especially like the pistol whirling and the fast loading. And so I, I like all that stuff. The rest of it, though, I don't know, man. I'm um. The, the thing I was thinking, I, I don't remember at what point in the movie it was, but it was like when the mythology started getting real thick. I'm just like, is this science fiction? Is this fantasy? Is Because it seems like there's like magic and there's also it's technology. <laughs> it, it, see, that's the thing. I mean, this is like the most Stephen King thing to ever Stephen King. To where, you know, just like, you know, everything has colorful, flourish names and... You know, everything is all about, you know, Crimson Kings and, and, you know, forgetting the faces of your fathers and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, this is thick. Um, and I wonder, because I, I've never read any of the books, and there's like eight of them. Apparently okay. they took like eight novels and distilled it down into a 90-minute movie. So that in itself, I guess, is kind of an accomplishment. Right. But... When the movie first started, um, I liked that the movie didn't really hold your hand and really tell you anything. You're kind of figuring it out as you go. And I'm okay with that. But then after a while, I'm just like, okay, now I'm lost. I don't know what any of this is. I don't understand anything that's going on. And it made me feel like... I wonder if people that have never that aren't familiar with say like Star Wars or Star Trek or anything that has kind of a mythology already in it and you just throw them in the deep end of the pool um, I, I don't know I mean what what um, what do you think about all that um, it's kind of funny because I actually liked all of that really which I more. usually don't um, for a movie that I thought I was going into that was like yeah okay I'll go see it yeah, yeah. I actually really liked it really it took me on a journey I wasn't expecting to go on huh I hope you can tell me more <laughs> well it doesn't help you that help that just listening to Matthew talk and just the, his lines and everything it's just like oh my I mean again he's already got a sexy voice but yeah. he just had it down good. Yeah, I, I kind of like that part. You know? it just again, that, that catch of, all right, all right, all right. Exactly. Die. Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> it's like... Did that outstay its welcome, though? I did not think so. Okay. Because, like, I think after he told, like, the, the third or fourth person to stop breathing, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, right. 
It's like, can he do other stuff? See, and I think I think that's some of the stuff that's like in all of these other books, and maybe it doesn't need any. I think they did great. They could have probably, I'm surprised they didn't put like an extra 15, 20 minutes into it. Yeah. Just to drag it out, but I'm glad they didn't. I think they kept it short, precise. Yeah. Got an ending, beginning, middle, and ending to it. Yeah. And there was no reason to add any more. And it moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give it that. It, it... Well, it moves from world to world, so it moves. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, yeah. Interesting. I, uh, I I confess, I'm I'm surprised. Me too. I'm I'm really surprised because um, yeah. Wow. I, sorry, I'm still trying to still trying to process that. Because, like I said, I mean, it's like when the movie first started, I liked being thrown in face first because it is kind of like Star Wars, you know, and like it's in it's a new world that you know nothing about, right? And you're just thrown in. Because, like, when Star Wars starts, you see this giant Star Destroyer, and it's like, okay, well, there's, you know, uh, there's good guys, there's bad guys, why do the bad guys have white armor, who's this guy in the black cloak? You know, none of that is given to you. You have to figure it out as you go. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, somewhere when it got, oh, I... I don't know at what part, but it was like, I think it was when it was dealing with like all the portal stuff. And it's like, we're dealing with like, you know, magic and technology. I think that's where I started to drift a little bit. No, I, I, I know what it was. It was when he, uh, the man in black, Matthew McConaughey, like hooked up with like the other bad guys and like the, the lady with the, the face and stuff. And yeah, that one I couldn't quite understand. Well, like like you mentioned, though, it's Stephen King. Right. And we're just getting deep into the Stephen King vocabulary. And I'm just like, I mean, to me, it, it, it just it sounds like just garbledy gook. Right. But no, I can't quite figure out with her in the face and why he made a comment about it, specifically her. Yeah. And then he goes and ruins it. But it's like, did they have a history? I have no idea. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like, if the movie was 20 minutes longer, would that be addressed? And if it was, does it need it? I like it if this movie's 90 minutes. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Again, I get tired of them. I keep adding yeah. fillers in their opinion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love my Marvel movies. I, I love my, you know, sci-fis and stuff. But, yeah, once once you start going north of two hours, I, I start getting fidgety. I'm just like, it's like, come on, man, let's just do it. I mean, I wonder, would we have dug on Guardians of the Galaxy 2 a little more if it was a half hour shorter? Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. you can, again, it's like your mind starts wandering if they can't keep keep you attracted and yeah, yeah. you start doing fillers, you're not going to keep people attracted. <laughs> but yeah, I... I th- I, I wonder if there is a law on the books forbidding Matthew McConaughey from um, owning shirts with buttons. 
And with that dice, I'll move up in the score. And, you know, I mean, I would vote for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, it's very interesting. It was, a, it, was, it was an interesting, interesting villain. And just like the, yeah, it was just, you know, kind of folksy and smooth and just like. Well, and it was just funny when they went to the one world and it's like to have the uh, amusement park. I mean, it, I mean yeah. they played it up good because it's like it's a hot dog. Well, what breed? I mean, it was just, you're not paying attention. That would just kind of go yeah. over. See, and I loved that. I loved the fish out of water stuff. Yeah. And and I, I I think my favorite part was like in the hospital, where you know he's he's you know he's from another world. He's like you know giving them coins. It's like oh you know thank you for your services and blah blah blah. I just really like that. Yep. And um and, and that that he liked coke. <laughs> what is this? No, especially with coke with the bad rap it's getting anymore, mm-hmm. or not bad rap the facts that are coming out about it and how bad it is and stuff or again when when movies portray smoking cigarettes or coke which are so bad for everybody in a sense it's like I don't know dude after watching Atomic Blonde I'm concerned picking up smoking (laughs) (laughs) so everybody's just smoke smoke smoking it up like it's 1989 yeah again that was back then so yeah but but again I think in a longer movie they that would have outstayed its welcome. It would be like, ooh, what's this? It's a hot dog. Ooh, what's this? It's a hamburger. Ooh, what's this? Money. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. It it, it didn't outstay its welcome. It was just it was just like that little part, and it was cute, and it was fun, and um, yeah. No, I. But I I bet you there was a whole bunch of stuff for like like the the real Stephen King head nerds to to get into because like they're talking about like what his deal is he has apparently like radiation poisoning right. and yeah I'm just like I, I, okay I, I don't know what hepatitis I yeah all of them except for C <laughs> hepatitis um, alphabet <laughs> yeah yeah well it was like like. A, B, D, and E or something. Yeah. It's like, ew. But maybe it's all of the hepatitises that help him heal fast. That's possible. Because, yeah, I mean, he was like Wolverine. He was like saying, like, I heal fast. But uh, uh, what'd you think of Edris Elba as, as uh, Roland the Gunslinger? I liked him. He was good. He's, he's a cool dude. Very much so. He is the reason why I wanted to see that movie. He's like the only reason. Oh, I wanted to see Matthew, so. See, everybody got what they wanted. Exactly, you gotta have eye candy if you're gonna go. Yeah. See, see, you. See, get... that's why I was okay with going because I knew I would get the eye candy. So. See, you you get your eye candy. I get my voice candy. Yep. I, I can I could just listen to yourself all day long. It's like, please read the phone book for me. So <laughs> yeah, just, you like I, a lot of people reading the phone book. I just, dude, I just love that dude's voice. And, and I liked how he played the character. I mean, like, it was, um, again, that, that stoic hero that's, you know, kind of abrasive to the kid and all that, but not too much. Yeah. You know, he didn't, like, And out- not very long, either. Though. Yeah, see, and again, nothing outstayed its welcome. I mean, that's that's really the... I'm kind of turning around on this. I might have to... Well, you know, the thing I was thinking about, like, halfway through, you know, when we're, like, knee-deep in the muck in terms of, like, the mythology and the garbledygook, it's like, was this kind of like that that Chronicles of Riddick movie or maybe, like, Fifth Element or, you know, name your movie that's, like, just super weird but is, like, 
kind of okay. Right, but again, it's like, I'm not into that kind of stuff, yeah. but this one was cool. I liked the uh, mythical. I liked him being in on one world and be able to look through his crystal ball yeah. at another world. Which I think we have some of those at and home. And again, like, yeah, but again, he has, like, different worms to go to the different worlds. Yeah. Like, so he can look at it and talk to him like he was there. I mean, it's just kind of... That was neat, like, where he showed up in the gun shop. Because uh-huh. sometimes he's, like, there, other times he's not. Correct. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, and it was interesting. I, You know, I laughed really hard, like, in, in anticipation when we walked in the gun shop. I guess maybe I was expecting something different than what I got. Because, like, one of the things he says earlier, it's like, well, does your world have guns and bullets? So I thought he was going to, like, matrix up and get, like, machine guns right. and stuff. But I don't think he would know what to do with it. Exactly. And, and, and the kid wouldn't know what to show him. Right. So. It is odd that he knew how to ask for 45 caliber bullets. Yeah. So, I mean, so, again, there's, like, so much of this world that isn't there that you don't understand. Right. It's like, is it, like... I mean, I, I'm guessing, like, these are, like, alternate dimensions or something, or... But it's, like, alternate dimensions at different times. Correct. Because, like, the amusement park, like you said, the theme park, that was, like, a relic from an ancient time or something. But yet... So he doesn't know what a roller coaster is, but he knows that he has 45 caliber bullets. It's kind of... Or needs 45 caliber Yeah, yeah, and it's... But, yeah, no, I, I really dig that you dug it. So, yeah, so I wonder... Just, just again, based upon your response, if that's if that's what that's like to go into a, kind of an established world, just totally blank slate, and just kind of let it let it happen. Because again, I have no familiarity with this material like at all. Like I've read some comic books that I guess are like kind of like prequel books, or kind of like how like you know, kind of like Roland when he's younger and things like that, and. Apparently he has like a couple buddies and things like that. That's you know probably what happens in like these other other novels that may or may not be other movies. I don't know, but um, but anyway, yeah. No, I'm just again, I'm just very fascinated that um, that yeah, you're just like no, I, I'm cool with all this. I can hang with it. I, really I like, like how it was presented. Because I equally don't like it when it's like, well, let me hold your hand and explain the entire goddamn thing, and let's spend 45 minutes of our movie explaining to you everything. And, and honestly, I think that's what some of the criticism of like some of the Marvel movies and superhero movies are. It's like, ugh, it's another origin movie. Just get to being Iron Man. You know, or like, you know, just just be Spider-Man. I don't need to see him get bit by a spider again. Right. Do you think they showed, um, do you think they showed too much in the trailers for what we got in the movie? No, I think they showed just enough. Okay. Because again, what they did show, it was like, okay, I guess I'll go see it. Or if they would have showed me more, it'd be like, yeah, I'm on board. Okay. Which again, it's okay to be surprised when you do like something. Absolutely. Well, and that's something we talked about before. With like, you know, there's just you know way too many trailers that show way too much, and yep. So, anything else you wanted to mention about the Dark Tower? It's a good re. It's a good one to go watch. I think anybody would be surprised one way or the other. It's a light recommend for me. 
I mean, I, I liked it okay. Do you want to see more? Do you want to see sequels? Or? I could. As long as we got Matthew going. But no, I mean, they kept the three main characters and everything. So, yeah, they could go different. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you talked about eight different books. So, it's like they could, there's a whole another dimension they could go through. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I since, since I have no attachment to, like, the Stephen King universe or really, I mean, because, I mean, they, they've been developing this property for, like, 20 years or something like that. And, like, at one point it was going to be a movie, then it was going to be a trilogy of movies, then it was going to be a TV series, then it was going to be a TV series and a movie. Yeah, I should have gone with the trilogy. That would have been just enough. And so, so yeah, so at the end of the day, after all of that discussion, you get a 90-minute movie. Yeah. It's like... So if I, well, if they spent so much money to get Matthew. <laughs> Kim to stop voicing those uh, Lincoln commercials. Yep. But yeah, that's it, it's it's an interesting choice because I mean there's a there's a mild sequel setup. You know, it's like okay, well, you know, there's nothing for you here. Which, dude, that was harsh as shit. Yep. Freaking Idris Elba. He's like, well, well, those people are all fucked dead. So. Uh, um, sorry, I guess. Why don't you come with me? <laughs> yeah. Well, truth. Truth hurts sometimes. Yeah. I mean, but, but at least Obi-Wan Kenobi let Luke Skywalker land on that himself. I mean, I think Star Wars would be a different movie if Obi-Wan is like, well, yeah, you know, um, old uh, uh, um, Uncle Ben, Jesus, Uncle Ben, Uncle Owen, sorry, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru weren't, he's like, okay, let me try that again. Not everything needs to be compared to Star Wars. Well, but if you're dealing in some weird mythology sci-fi world... But not world, everything needs to be compared to Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Especially if you can't get the aunts and uncles correct, so... <laughs> well, now, if Aunt Baru was as hot as hot Aunt May in Spider-Man Homecoming... <laughs> That's true. I do like how they threw some, uh, like, unflattering grandma glasses and some uh, mom jeans on... Mom over. jeans all the way. And, and it, like, totally didn't work. It's like, yeah, no, Mercer Tomei still got it, so yep. sorry. <laughs> your, your elaborate ruse to make hot Aunt May not hot no more is not working. Not working. <laughs> Nobody is buying it. But yeah, I would say go see it. And there you have it. Um, turns out we actually kind of like the Dark Tower after all. Um, weird. Um, anyway, I'd love to hear what you thought. And with 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, not a lot of people are defending the movie. But you know what? Not for nothing. I, um, I didn't mind it. And for this week's question of the week, I want to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the world. Now, I, I'm sure you do as, as well as me. Um, I, I listen to podcasts and consume entertainment, you know, TV, movies, whatever, as, as an escape to kind of get away from what's going on in the world because it's a, it's kind of a scary place. And I, you know, it, it's interesting, like a lot of my favorite shows get, um, 
uh, podcast. I mean, they you know have been kind of getting a little political recently, and it's a little bit of a turnoff uh, for me. Um, you know, if I hear somebody make a joke about but her emails one more time, um, so I, I I don't I don't want to get too lost in the weeds on it, but I wanted to take a sec and just um, just talk a little bit about what's been going on because you know uh, this last weekend we have all the stuff in Charlottesville. And I am completely naive because I didn't realize, I, I swear, I did not realize that modern day Nazis were still a thing. So like when I saw um, uh, the word Nazi trending on Twitter on Saturday, it, it, it just kind of, again, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not so naive to realize that you know white supremacists aren't out there, you know, Aryan Nation, Ku Klux Klan, you know, whatever. But I didn't realize that there were actual factual flag wearing Nazis um, in this country, um, and that is kind of terrifying. Um, but really, what I think. Um, I wanted to land on more, and what I really wanted to talk about as being um, uh, actually terrifying to me is what's going on with North Korea, and and let me tell you why, because I um I work in professional radio, um I work for news and talk stations, so I. I, I found that I am exposed to a lot more material than I ever was before, before I was even in the media, even even more so than when I was, you know, a college radio DJ, because that's, you know, just music. And um, but here I have I'm exposed to breaking news. So I happen to be working um, on Tuesday when all of this North Korea stuff was coming down, like, you know, we're, we have the capability to fire on Guam. And of course the, the response of, you know, fire and fury, the likes of which the world has never seen. And I am watching this unfold on the wire, you know, as, as breaking news. And I, got a chill like i i could feel a a a shiver go through me and and my blood ran cold and i thought for a hot second for real that this was it i'm like you know kim jong-un is a lunatic um but president donald trump is not the most stable um person at least from an emotional standpoint um just look at his tweets but and and that's what you know if both of these people have their finger on the trigger i i i don't know what's going to happen and i remember when uh, Trump was first elected and being at a um, in a college environment and a college radio station environment, uh, the the reaction was obviously um, overwhelmingly negative. But I remember at the time because, you know, I'm, I'm around younger people and I, I'm an older guy myself. I'm I'm in my late 30s, but I I had uh, um, I have gay friends and I have friends that have uh, transgen- transgendered people in their lives, you know, uh, uh, both friends and family. And 
I just remember the the palpable fear from my friends and the sentiment was is that they were going to get hauled off and taken into camps for real I mean I mean this this was something that was said to me it's like I I feel like this is what's going to happen to me and I just I didn't see it I was just like you know what that's going to be the least of our problems and and also with that with um you know spoiled white people you know it's just like oh if i see somebody with a with a red uh um you know make america great uh make america great again hat i i'm about to throw some hands and which i just think is just incredibly off-putting um but i remember my sentiment at the time that i shared with my wife is like well you know what Let's just see. And, you know, after he was elected, the world didn't end. And all of the folks that had all of the all of this palpable fear kind of breathed a sigh of relief a little bit. And it's like, oh, the world didn't end after all. And life kind of resumed. And I remember the thing that I said. Um, I haven't said this publicly before, but but my thing was, I am not afraid of Donald Trump because the president only has so much power. There are so many levels built into government to where, um, you know, he he just does not have unlimited power. He it's not like he declared himself emperor. This is not Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, where you know you know he declares himself emperor, dissolves the Senate, and builds a Death Star. I mean that that's that's not what happened, and. But then he started signing those executive orders and and and, you know, fast forward a couple months. Now, I kind of feel that level of fear that um, some of my friends felt several months ago because, you know, um, you know, nuclear war might actually be a thing. I I don't know. Do you? I I. You know, it's it's something that I'm legitimately afraid of. Um, and so reflecting on it, I was wondering, is this how our parents felt in the 80s? You know, kind of like towards the end of the Cold War. Um, is this how our grandparents felt in the 60s, like during the Cuban Missile Crisis and, of course, the beginning of the Cold War, where, you know, there there was just this, this uh, constant threat um, I don't know. Maybe um, maybe I lack perspective. Um, but I think this is the first time perhaps in my adult life. Um, and, and I was an adult on 9-11 and, and everything after that. And I didn't feel that legitimate and genuine fear that I felt on Tuesday um, when I was sitting in a newsroom seeing things about unleashing fire and fury and everything that's happened after that. Now, in the ensuing days, I, I think it's kind of blown over a little bit, but again, I, with, with risk of repeating myself, I felt on Tuesday that that was going to be the day. So that's what I would like to know from you. Are you afraid? How do you feel? Um, I, I'd really just kind of like to get um, uh, the pulse because the, the what I am exposed to, 
I don't know is a reflection of what is really happening out there in podcast land. So um, anyway, I just I, I would just like to know. You know, tweet me at Mike Seibert Radio or send me an email, uh, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail dot com. And finally, I wanted to close things out on a lighter note. Uh, MC Lars has a new album out, and whenever I need a boost of positivity, I turn to one of my favorite nerdcore artists. And aside from making fun and uplifting music, he's um he's just a cool dude. I mean, I, I've I've talked about this a lot during my old radio show, uh, but MC Lars is one of the most genuinely sweet and good-natured people I have ever met. He's just a good guy, and I will always champion whatever he's doing, uh, bringing those joyful smiles. Um, so I'd like to share with you the lead-off track from the Jeff Sessions. Um, it's a song called Don't Be a Cyberbully. So you want to use the internet? Be nice. You gotta be kind to people online. A good friend is what you might find. You gotta be kind to people online. Don't be a don't be a don't be a cyber bully. You gotta be kind to people online. A good friend is what you might find. You gotta be kind to people online. Don't be a don't be a don't be a cyber bully. It's never okay to post rumors or threats to spread lies about your peers or send harassing texts, impersonating people, sharing private information, photoshopping pictures to cause humiliation, cracking someone's password or hacking their account, stealing people's credit cards and charging large amounts. These things are illegal. You might end up in prison. Don't Snapchat while you drive. It might impair your vision. Don't be a grouchy grump or a misanthropic chump. Say nice things on the internet. Don't be like Donald Trump. Politics on Facebook can be so polarizing. When friends and family start to post opinions so surprising. Don't enter in the flame wars. You can always close the screen. Go up for a walk instead of being mean. When it comes to online etiquette, take action my advice. Don't talk that trash on YouTube just because you hate your life. You gotta be kind to people online. A good friend is what you might find. You gotta be kind to people online. Don't be a don't be a don't be a cyber bully. You gotta be kind to people online. A good friend is what you might find. You gotta be kind to people online. Don't be a don't be a don't be a cyber bully. When I was a little girl, my daddy told me a bully is a kid who takes your lunch money. Looking at my screen, I miss the good old days when you could see a bully coming and walk the other way. We're living in a to mean tweets, live feeds, rude comments on Reddit We could all be nicer, I think we're well aware So I've developed a list of kind things you might share A selfie of you, hanging with your grandparents A status about how a seed grows when you plant it Beautiful landscapes, sunset photos Water refracting light twice, double rainbows Poodles and tutus dancing on their hind legs A mountain lion and a dolphin making friends First Sunday of May, a nice shout out to your mother College ball, half court, buckets at the buzzer You gotta be kind to people online A good friend is what you might find You gotta be kind to people online Don't be a, don't be a, don't be a cyber bully You gotta be kind to people online A good friend is what you might find You gotta be kind to people online Don't be a, don't be a, don't be 
cyber bully. Lorraine had strong opinions on the Second Amendment. And anyone who disagreed with her, she unfriended. With every single click, she felt like a hero. Till she woke up one day, and her friend count was zero. Back in 04, there was a really mean blog Written by girls who hated Katie's songs Ten years later, they couldn't get tickets Her show at the Garden sold out in two minutes Sam was from L.A. Trolling every day Telling girls on Instagram that they should watch their weight Drinking Mountain Dew as he crafted every post Till he gained a thousand pounds and couldn't leave his home When we hear the word troll, we think mean and unstable Not cute plastic dolls with jewels in their navels Xenophobic tweets Or racist peppy memes Are not what Lars and me Wanna see up, up on, on our feeds. feeds You gotta be kind to people online A good friend is what you might find You gotta be kind to people online Don't be a don't don't be a cyber bully You gotta be kind to people online A good friend is what you might find You gotta be kind to people online Don't be a, don't be a, don't be a cyber bully and that was Don't Be a Cyberbully from MC Lars featuring Weedus and Ash Wednesday, who herself is also a really cool person as well. Um, they are the most adorable couple in music. Um, you, uh, you can download the album The Jeff Sessions on the MC Lars Bandcamp page and at mclars.com. And that's the show for this week. You can go back and check out all of my past shows and podcasts on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on iTunes. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. I would appreciate the feedback, and I will read your reviews on the air. You can find me elsewhere on the internet at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or the mailbag at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Next week, it's all about self-reflection and introspection, as I'm sure I'm going to be tapping into all kinds of feels after the the end-of-the-year banquet and award ceremony uh, for KGRG this Thursday, uh, which will actually be my last... pretty much my last thing with uh, being involved with KGRG. Uh, Plus, I want to talk about some bizarre coincidences I've encountered at work and how small the radio world truly is. All of that and more on next week's show. This has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make good choices. Go Hawks!